Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names were changed to protect the innocent. Dragnet. Dragnet is brought to you by Chesterfield, America's most popular two-way cigarette. Chesterfield king size at the new low price and Chesterfield regular. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to auto theft detail. You receive a report that a circus truck has been broken into. Several of the animals are missing. Some of them are dangerous. Your job, find them. Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, you will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case, transcribed from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. It was Monday, May 12th. It was cold in Los Angeles. We were working the day watch out of auto theft detail. My partner's Frank Smith. The boss is Chief of Detectives Tad Brown. My name's Friday. I was on my way back from Superior Court. It was 11.46 a.m. when I got to room 40. Auto theft. Hi. How'd it go? Oh, his lawyer's got a continuance. Really? How come? I don't know. New evidence they won't introduce. Well, what's the DA office had to say? Well, nothing they can say. Comes under the heading of due process. Mm-hmm. You think you're going to nail him? Well, Alex thinks so. Guy's admitted his guilt. Now he's claiming the confession is a lot of bunk. Hmm. Says we got to get it out of him by force. Where now? Well, prove he did it without the confession. Shouldn't be too hard. Got all the evidence. But we just get a chance to lay it out for the jury. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when do you go back? Well, let's see. Set it off for a week, I guess, yeah. Anything come in? No, nothing big. I'll get that. Auto theft, Friday. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have you made a written report yet, ma'am? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, ma'am, you'll have to do that first. Uh-huh. No, ma'am, I, I can't take it on the phone. You'll have to make a written report. Uh-huh. That's right. Now, what's your address? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, we can send a car out to your house, or you can go down to the police station of Hollywood at Lillian Way and Fountain. The officer there can take care of you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, that's right. Uh-huh. Oh, you're quite welcome, ma'am. Uh-huh. Lillian Way, it's a block off Limestone. Uh-huh. Uh, no, ma'am, it's toward the beach. It's west. Uh-huh. That's right. Thank you very much. All right, goodbye. Stolen one? Yeah, they just can't understand why we just can't start looking for the car. Never figure that if we stop somebody and they've got the right to the car, that we've got our necks out a mile. Uh, excuse me. Yes, sir. Is uh, there's something we can do for you? Uh, I'd like to report something stolen. All right, sir. If you'll just come in, we'll fill out a report. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got to fill out a report. Just uh, sit down right here, sir. Yeah, yeah. You sure get good service around here. All right, sir. Let's see. What kind of car was it? It ain't no car. What? No, no car was stolen. Uh, stuff in the car. All right, then. Uh, what was it? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't really a car anyway. It was a truck. Uh, that's what they stole it from, it was a truck. If you'll just give us a description. Well, as far as I know, they might not have stolen it anyway. Uh, they, they might have opened it and let them all out. 
Sir, the sooner we get this report filled out, the faster we can start looking for the stolen merchandise. Yeah, yeah, I should have I thought of that myself. I, I should have. All right, then. Now, uh, what was your name? Clarence Havel. H-A-V-I-L-L. No R. Well, most people put an R in it, but uh, Haverl. <laughs> but it ain't. It's Havel. Uh-huh. And uh, your address? 1000 North Roxbury. A, a little house there. So where did the theft take place, sir? It was on the, the corner of Fountain and DeLongfrey, uh, right on the corner there, just, just south of the red zone on Fountain. Uh-huh. Now, what was taken? You see, I got this call uh, from, from one of the drivers who works for my brother and me. He drives one of our trucks. He called and said the machine had broke down and, and wanted me to bring another tractor over. Well, we can get to all that later, Mr. Havel. Now, what were the stolen articles? Animals. What's that? Animals from our, from our carnival. What kind of animals? Uh, a couple of monkeys, uh, uh, Kawadi Mundi, uh, uh, two raccoons. Uh-huh. All right, sir. Is there anything else? Yeah. Here, here, here comes the bad part. This is what I was afraid of. Uh, what's that, sir? Uh, it's the reason I waited so long to report it, because uh, I thought maybe he'd turn up. What is it, sir? A black panther. We got the description of the animals, and a local broadcast was gotten on them immediately. 12.18 p.m., we continued to talk to Clarence Havel. Uh, it was Friday night. Uh, that, that's when it happened. Yeah, and uh, what time was that? Oh, about 7.05 or, or 7.10, right, right after the fights went on. That, that's when the phone rang. I see. And, and I was kind of sore about being interrupted when the fights were on, because I always watch them. Yeah, m most of my friends know not to call me then. So, so anyway, the phone rang, and, and I got up and went over to answer it, and, and it, it was Bert. Who's Bert? He's the driver, uh, Bert Newell, said he'd had a breakdown at Fountain and DeLongfrey and asked me if I had an extra tractor, and, and it happens I did. Uh -huh. So Bert asked me to bring it over, said he wanted to use it to get to Nevada. Uh, you drove over then? No, no, not right away. And how's that? Well, it looked like the fight wasn't going to last much longer, and, and I wanted to see the finish of it. So, so I stuck around for a couple more rounds, and then after that I left. Uh -huh. I, I drove over and found Bert. It was, it was right there on the corner, just standing there, not trying to do nothing about the breakdown. Just standing there, smoking a Chesterfield. Yes, sir. Well, you just bet I read him off. Told him the least he could have done was, was got a wrench out or something and, 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 and tried to find, find the trouble. I read him off good. Uh-huh. But it didn't do no good. He's shipless, you know. Real shipless. Yes, sir. You know Bert, do you? Oh, no, sir. Wait, wait, shipless. You know him and you know that. You uh, want to go on, please? Oh, oh yeah, okay. Uh, well, uh, we, we got the trailer unhitched, and, and the tractor hooked up. It, it only took a couple of minutes. We got it done, and, and then Bert took off. Well, where was he going? He's going over to Nevada. We're going to play a show over there in, in, in Overton. We're going to play a show there, uh -huh. uh, right by Lake Mead in Overton. Yes, sir. Now, when did you find out the animals were missing? Well, I, I got a wire from my brother. Uh, that's when I got the first inkling. Mm -hmm. And uh, when was that? Last night, the uh, company phoned me about it. I, I, I guess that was about uh, about 8.30. I see, I see. And do you have the telegram? No, I told you they phoned it. What did it say? Just that the animals were gone. It was from my brother. It said the animals weren't on the truck when it got to Overton. Uh -huh. And it told about how the locks on a couple of the cages were broken. They were smashed, and, and the animals were gone. Mm -hmm. now, now, is it possible that the uh, cages might have been broken into someplace other than Los Angeles? It might be, yes, but it ain't likely. And why do you say that? 
Well, the only reason I know of is because it ain't likely. And not only that, I got proof of it. Well, how do you mean? Well, as soon as I got there, I went down to Fountain and Dolomfrey. I went right there and looked around. Because uh -huh. I figured that I might be able to find something out. I took a big four-cell flash and went down to the corner. Yes, sir. And I was right. That's where it happened. That's where they got away. I found the spore, you know. Beg your pardon? Spore, you know, tracks, animal tracks. Found them all over the place. Uh, of the panther? No, the raccoons. No, and not only that, but I found something else. Yes, sir? Monkeys. I found them. Two. And where were they? On top of the phone pole. Right up to the top, just sitting there. They were shivering. You know, they're kind of little, you know. They get cold real easy. You know, we have them around the place, and they, they wear little sweaters. And, you know, they get chilly real easy. What about the rest of the animals? Did you see any sign of them? No, no. Now, I went over to a little store near there, and I bought a head of lettuce. Set 17 cents. I, I took it back to the phone pole and showed it to Caesar and Solomon, because they love lettuce. Uh, they're the monkeys. Yeah, marmosets, white ears. They love lettuce. And they came right down, didn't they? Right down the pole. They, they slithered right for the lettuce. They were scared stiff being up on that pole all night, and they really should have had their sweaters on. <laughs> well, uh, what about the other animals? Well, there wasn't a sign of them, just the spore of the raccoons. And I haven't got the slightest idea where they might have gone. No real problem, though, not, not them. And how do you mean? Well, because they're easy to replace. You just go up in the Hollywood Hills, and there's lots of them up there. Yeah, they're running all over the place, you know, upsetting garbage cans. <laughs> I imagine some of the people be glad to have me come up there and take them away. <laughs> Raccoons are no problem. Well, what about the panther? Now, he's a problem. Yes, sir. Now, can you give us a description of the animal? He's black. Yes, sir. He's black, like, like the inside of a well, jet black. Even blacker than the ink they're talking about. Uh -huh. He's about about seven feet long. Easy, that. Yeah. And, and that's counting the tail, seven feet. Is there anything else about him we should know? No. No, just a black panther. Just, you know, just a plain black panther. Nothing special. Uh -huh. But is he dangerous? Not unless he meets somebody. Now, Dante's got, Dante's got a temper. That's the animal's name, Dante. Yeah, yeah, we, we named him that because he's blacker than the pits of the Inferno Dante, you know, Dante's Inferno. Uh-huh. Uh, are you pretty sure he got out of the truck when the monkeys did? Well, I ain't going to give you no written guarantee, but I, I, I'm sure of it. All right, sir, we will start looking for him. Right I, I sure hope you can find him. He's a real big attraction for the show. Draws the people right in. Uh-huh. Now, about these broken locks on the cages, have any idea who may have done it? Oh, it might have been anybody. Uh, kids, curious spectators, uh, uh, could have been anybody. Do uh, you have any enemies that might do a thing like this? Well, sure. Carnival business is rough. The Havel Amalgamated Combined Shows is coming up fast. A lot of people don't want to see us cut in on their territory. Now, Mr. Havel, where were these animals coming from? They was coming from the, our, our winter quarters. Mm. Uh, the stand at Overton was going to be our first, because we're, we're just now starting right, the season. Right, right, Is there anything else you can tell us that will make it easier to find the panther? No, no, not a thing. Just, just be careful. That's all. Don't, don't hurt him. He's really as gentle as a kitten when you get to know him. Like a big, overgrown cat. He, he, he's gentle. Uh -huh. and, and that's something that Clyde didn't understand. Who's Clyde? My brother, Clyde. Uh, he didn't like Dante. He, he didn't understand him. I, I, that, that's what I think. And that's, that's what caused the trouble. What trouble? 
Well, you see, last winter, Clyde came out to see the show and, and you know, to tell me about the bookings. Uh-huh. And, and we discussed how's the best way to exhibit Dante would be. And Clyde got too close to the cage. Yeah. And Dante almost killed him. All officers in the area where the Panther had escaped were notified and additional men were called from Metropolitan Reserves to patrol the vicinity. The presence of the animal on city streets presented a very real menace to all the citizens in the city. A team of detectives from Auto Theft Detail were dispatched to the corner of Fountain and Delongbury to talk to the people who lived in the area. However, they were able to come up with no new information on the escaped panther. Frank and I talked to Chief of Detectives Tad Brown and with Captain Nelson. It was decided to start a block-by-block search for the missing cat. Authorities from the Griffith Park Zoo were consulted as to the possible hiding places of the animal. When the afternoon newspapers hit the streets, calls began to flood the complaint board, asking for additional information on the panther. Local radio and television broadcasts carried stories about the escape, and the number of the calls went up. Additional men had to be called in to care for the switchboards. The search went on. Frank and I worked in the field along with another man from Auto Theft Detail and officers from Metro Division. Every possible hiding place in the vicinity of Fountain and DeLongpre were searched without turning up any new information on the cat. It was the opinion of the authorities that the panther may try to hide in the brush of the Hollywood Hills, and the search moved to the vicinity. Tuesday, May 12th, Frank and I got back to the office from the area. We'd been up all night looking for the animal. Do you uh, want to check with the skipper? Yeah, you better check with uh, Chief Brown, too. Right, right. I'll get it. Yeah. Auto theft, Ronnie? Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. No, ma'am, we haven't found it yet. Uh-huh. No, ma'am, we don't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can understand how you feel, but we're doing everything we can. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thank you. Well, that's perfectly all right. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Want to know if we've got it yet, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll check with Captain Nelson. Okay. I don't think Friday. That's right, ma'am. You have it. Uh-huh. I can't tell you that. What's the address? Uh-huh. No, you'll have to decide that for yourself. Ma'am, I wish I could be more help, but I can't. Hello? Hello? Hang up. Well. Anybody around that can bring us some coffee? Yeah, I'll call Sam. Uh, he'll bring some over. Good. Hey, ask him to send over a sandwich, too, huh? Yeah. What do you want? I don't care. Just make sure the coffee's hot. Oh, crap. Uh-oh. Stop. Stop Hold recording. It. Oh, great. You hold up there, Rob? Sorry about that, gang. Who, uh, who would leave a prop under the table like that, huh? I don't know who could have done that. Uh, I'm not my friend. Well, I'm going to have to start over. No, I think, 
I think, Rob, if we'll go back to the page before, line 27, we'll pick it up from there. All right, here we line go. Line 27? Well, that's the good thing about recording shows. You can just start over when you Here we go. All right. All okay, right. you ready, Rob? Hung up. Anybody that can bring in some coffee? Yeah, I'll call Sam. He'll bring some over. Oh, good. Ask him to bring over a sandwich, too. Right. What do you want? Oh, I don't care. Just make sure the coffee's hot. Yeah, I got it. Yes, sir. I'd like to talk to the man working on this on this panther thing. Uh-huh. They told me up at the end of the hall I'd find him here. Yeah. Well, I'm Sergeant Friday. Maybe I can help you. You working with a search party? Yes, sir. My partner and I have been out with them. Have they caught it yet? No, sir. Not yet. Do they know where it is? No, sir. That's what I thought. My name's Sidney Norton, and I live in this town. Yes, sir. I got a family. I pay taxes. Uh-huh. I just want to ask one question. Yes, sir. Go ahead. According to the papers, this Havril, or whatever his name is, he owns this panther, right? His name's Clarence Havel. But he owns the cat. Yes, sir. I want his address. What? I want the number of his house. That's simple, isn't it? We're not allowed to give it out. Why not? We just can't. I've got two kids, Sergeant. One's seven, a boy. The other's a five-year-old girl. Uh-huh. And they both go to school. At least they're supposed to go to school. My wife has to keep them home today, scared to death of that panther. Well, we're sorry about that, Mr. Norton. Well, that's not going to do any good. I try to be a good citizen. Oh, I'm sure you do. I pay my taxes on time. I don't burn trash after 10 o'clock. Even use hand signals when I drive. I try to obey all the laws, even sometimes when they're not fair. Yes, sir. Now along comes this crackpot with a man-eating panther and lets it go on the streets. All I want is a dress so I can go over there and punch him right in the nose. You going to give it to me? No, sir. Who's your superior? Captain Nelson. And where's he? I want to talk to him. He's in Chief Brown's office right now. Where's that? End of the hall, office 26. All right. I'll talk to him. I want that man's address, and I want it now. Terrible thing for the law to allow a person to keep animals like that so they can get away and walk around killing anybody they meet. You cops can't do anything about it. I can. You just bet I can. You go out and cause Mr. Havel any trouble, and you're liable for arrest. By who? By any policeman he wants to call. You protect him, but you don't give a hang about me and my family, is that it? No, sir, you've both got rights of protection under the law. If Havel's done anything, we'll take care of it. When? As soon as we find that panther. And what am I supposed to do until then? Go home. And sit there, just waiting for that animal to show up. Yes, sir. Well, that's a pretty lousy way to run a city, if you ask me. If you've got any ideas on how to catch the cat, we'd like to hear them. There's a couple of hundred policemen looking for it right now, and they won't stop till it's found. You coming around here acting like this isn't helping a bit. Now, why don't you just go home? Well, I don't see where that's going to help. You're not doing much good now. I suppose you're right. And you won't tell me where he lives, huh? No, sir. Well, I'll find out. i got a lot of friends in this town. I'll find out where he lives. Don't cause any trouble, Mr. Norton. Are you threatening me? No, sir. I'm just telling you that if you cause trouble for Mr. Havel, you're liable for prosecution. And you'd do it, wouldn't you? Arrest me instead of him that turned that meat loose. The law holds for both of you. Well, that, that's the way it looks for you. There's no other way. Well, you just may be wrong. I've been talking around. There's a lot of people who feel like I do. A lot. Enough, maybe, to decide to do things our way. But don't try it, Norton. It's too late, mister. You can't do anything about it. We will. Me and my friends, we'll take care of it. It's out of your hands. We'll take care of Havel. Take care of him good. I wouldn't make book on that. And who's going to stop us? Any cop that Havel calls.
Frank and I talked to Sidney Norton and finally convinced him that any action he may not take would not help the situation. We sent him home and then we met with Captain Nelson and Chief Brown. The progress of the search was reviewed and it was decided to continue in the Lake Hollywood area and the upper Griffith Park Hills. All days off had been canceled and additional officers were joining in the hunt for that panther. After the meeting, Frank and I got some breakfast drove down to Clarence Havel's home. It was a large ranch house at the corner of Victory Boulevard, Monterey Avenue in the San Fernando Valley. We drove through the gate and parked the car. Clarence Havel was sitting on the large porch waiting for us. A small monkey was sitting on his shoulder. Hiya! Come on up and sit down! How's it going, Mr. Friday? Mr. Smith? All right. Yeah, just fine. Can I get you anything? Uh, a glass of ginger beer, maybe? Uh, I've got some cold in the icebox. No, uh, not for I'm me, good. thanks. Uh, I heard from my brother this morning. Is that right? Yeah, he, he's in Nevada. I, I got a telegram. The company phoned it to me again. Good news. Well, what's that? Well, it's beginning to look like it's all a mistake. Sir? The whole thing. It looks like the animals didn't get away here in Los Angeles. Why do you say that? Well, uh, this telegram from, from my brother, it says they, they found the Kawadi Mundi and the raccoons in Baker, California. Found them alongside the road. Boy, they was tired and tired and hungry, and I guess they're sorry now they got out of that truck. Mm-hmm. So uh, how about the panther? Any word on him? No, not yet, but, but Clyde's got some men out, out looking for it, and I'm sure Dante will turn up. How can we get in touch with your brother, Havel? You can. What? You can't get in touch with him. He's out in the desert looking for Dante. He's out of touch. Well, how about that driver? Can you give us his name and address? Yeah, part of it. Huh? His name's Bert Newell. He's shiftless. Bert Newell. What about his address? I don't have it. Clyde fired him on the spot when he found out about the animals being gone. He drugged him out, so to speak. Well, you didn't tell us about that before. I didn't know it before. Uh, Clyde just mentioned it this morning. That said him and Bert had a real hay rube about it. Uh, that big man, Bert, weighs in about 210. Uh, he used to do some work in the ring, you know. Uh, $25 to anybody who can defeat this man. You know, Bert used to do that. Yeah, this Newell. He, he ever been arrested? You mean in jail? Well, any arrest. I'm beginning to get what you fellas are driving at. You don't figure shiftless Bert had nothing to do with Dante being gone. Do you know if he's ever been arrested? A couple of times, yeah. Clyde told me about it. Bert would get into a fight with some of the local fellas where the carnival played. Clyde would have to go down and bail him out. Not, nothing serious, though. Just, just fights. Bert was too lazy to do anything else. Uh-huh. You think he might have stole Dante? We don't know. He'd be worth a lot of money to our competitors. A lot of money. Can you give us the address of your winter quarters here in town? You really think he'd do a thing like that? What? Oh, oh, Bert, I, I don't hardly believe it. We'll check on that. Now, if you'll just tell us where your winter quarters are. I can't do that, Mr. Friday. Why not? I don't know. You run a circus, and you don't know where the animals are kept. Well, it's not really a circus. It, it's a carnival. We understand that, but what's the address? I don't know. You haven't got any idea? Not in the least. And you can't tell us where to reach your brother? He's out looking for Dante. Well, that brings up a couple of more things. Yes. We checked the neighborhood around where you say the animals were taken. Nobody in the area saw them, 
and yet, from what you tell us, they were there for over 24 hours. A lot of things in your story that uh, don't seem to check out. Come at it, Havel. Is there something you're not telling us? Havel. Yeah? Go ahead. Well, we haven't got no regular winter quarters. Not regular set up. That's why I can't tell you where it is. Uh-huh. Because there ain't none. Go ahead. And you see, the Havel's Amalgamated Combined shows it. It's really a gypsy carnival. What do you mean by that? Well, we ain't got no big operation, not yet, at least. Uh, just a couple of mangy animals. You know, we don't have a license to keep them in the city. The only quarters we got are, are on vacant lots. You know, we set up and stay there until the neighbors start to complain, and then we move on. Trucks for the show are registered in the states where the fee's the smallest. You know, we get every deal we can you know, to, to keep, the, keep the cost of the operation down. But what about the Panther? Dante? Yes, sir. Well, he, he's the only real attraction we've got. He's a man-killer. I, I, I told you about how he almost got Clyde. Uh-huh. you, you got to understand, Dante, or, or nothing works with him. Is that right? Well, sure. Yeah. Well, I like the time Dante was sick. Poor cats laid around, wouldn't eat, wouldn't do nothing. He just laid around. But now, I took care of him. I, I, I did it in this very house right here. I nursed him back to health. Dante and me get along. We're, we're buddies. We understand each other. You had him in the house with you? Well, sure. Well, most of the time he was locked up in the closet. But now, I, I, most of the most of the other time, I, I I was right there by his side, taking care of him. You know, giving him his medicine and and, and nursing him back to health. Oh, excuse me a minute, will you? That might be something about Dante. It could be our office. We gave him this number. Yeah, just a minute. Hello. Yes, this is the number. Huh? Yeah. Uh, just a minute. It's for you, Mr. Friday. It's your office. Oh, thanks, Havel. Thanks, Havel. No trouble at all. I like to do what I can. Friday. Yes, Skipper. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. You want to give me the address? Yeah, checked out, did it? Uh-huh. Right, we'll get right over. Let's go, Frank. Good news? We're not sure yet. What? They said they found the panther. You're listening to Dragnet, the authentic story of your police force in action. The address we'd gotten on the phone was in the Hollywood Hills, just off Beachwood Drive. Frank and I drove down the freeway and turned off Gower up Franklin to Beachwood and continued to Ledgewood Drive. By the time we got there, other units had arrived and the immediate vicinity where the animal had been seen was surrounded. From one of the officers, we got the story. The panther had been seen by one of the civilians searching the area. The animal had run between two houses and jumped through a window into a ground-floor garage. We checked the house, but found that the occupants were not there. Because of the danger of the panther's presence and the difficulty of making uh, taking it alive, it was decided to try to shoot it. The officers involved in the search was armed with large-caliber weapons. Frank and I took two sawed-off shotguns and approached the door leading to the garage. Who's covering the far window? Mac. Tell you what, I'll hit the door. You stand back. We'll try to see if it's inside. Okay. 
I can't see anything from this window over here. Yeah. Probably behind those boxes at the rear. Yeah. Y'all set? Yes, sir. Here we go. You see anything? No. Wait, wait a minute. Back there, behind those cases. Looks like something's there. Yeah. You take that side. Right. Take it easy. Oh, you don't have to spill it, mister. Frank, can you tip over those boxes from where you are? I think so. Try it. Maybe it'll drive him out in the open. Right. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> Looks pretty mean. Black Tomcat. The event was similar to several that had happened during the hunt for the Black Panther. During the 20-odd hours we'd been looking for the animal, there had been several reports that seemed authentic enough to be checked out. All of them turned out to be false. By this time, there was over 300 officers engaged in the search. Frank and I went back to the office and put in a call to the telegraph company in an effort to try and find Clyde Havel. They checked through their files but were unable to find any record of the wires. We then put in a call to the California-Nevada border station in an attempt to get information. Yeah, that's right. Havel Amalgamated Combined Shows. What? H. Harry. A. V. Victor. I. L. L. Yeah, Havel. Well, from what we got, it should have come through on Saturday the 13th. Uh, may have been Sunday the 14th. Uh-huh. You're pretty sure, are you? Yeah. Possible somebody else? I understand. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, if anything turns up, will you call me? Yeah, Friday. Extension 2507. Auto theft. Right. Thanks again. Bye. Well, how about it? They got a record of the show going through? They've never heard of it. Mm. We immediately put in a call to the authorities in Baker, California. We talked with members of the State Highway Patrol and from them obtained the information that there had been no stray animals captured in the vicinity during the past few days. The conversation with them lengthened the possibility that the story that we'd gotten from Clarence Havel was a lie. We checked his house, but he wasn't there. From his neighbors, we obtained the name of his sister. 6.10 p.m., we drove out to the address, a two-family stucco duplex. We rang the bell and waited. Yes? Miss Havel? That's right. What is it that you want? Police officers, this is Frank Smith. My name's Friday. How do you do, ma'am? Hello, officers. Nice to meet you. So what is it that you want? We'd like to talk to you about your brother. Clyde? No, ma'am. Clarence. Oh, Mr. Friday, I've done what I can for him. If he's in trouble again, he's going to have to go it alone. Maybe uh, we better talk inside. Well, come on in, then. Thank you. So what's he done this time? Does your brother own a circus? Is this a joke? No, ma'am. We're pretty serious. Does he? Sure. A big one. Havel's amalgamated and combined shows. Travels all over the country. Animals. 
concessions and even got a man eating Black Panther. Well, that's one of the things we want to talk about. Dante? Do you know the animal? All of Clarence's friends do. He talks about him all the time. Do you know where the circus is right now? Same place it's always been, sir. Where's that? In Clarence's head. Never been any place else. We continued to talk to Lillian Havel. From her, we got the background of the story. She told us that her brother had been a press agent for one of the larger carnivals, but that he'd been discharged several, several years before. Since that time, he talked of very little else but the day when he'd be able to start his own show, starring Dante, the man-killing Black Panther. She went on to tell us that he spent most of his time in the hills of the San Fernando Valley, trapping small animals preparing for the first tour of the carnival. We called the office and notified them. The search for the Black Panther was called off. 8.46 p.m., we left the duplex and drove out to the freeway to the valley. When we got to Havels, he was sitting on the front porch reading. The monkey was still on his shoulder. Hi there, you, you, you come back? Yes, sir. Have you found Dante yet? I sure hope you come up with him. I, I hate to lose the main attraction. Come on up on the porch. Yes, sir. Ain't had any word of him yet, huh? No, sir. He's a sly one, old Dante. He's sly. If he, he knows if you find him, he's going to go back in that cage. But you just keep looking, though, because he'll turn up. Pavel, the search has been called off. Called off? That's right. You, you, you mean you've quit looking? Uh-huh. Well, you, you can't do that. You can't. A dangerous animal like that loose in the city, you know, all, all the people in dire danger, and you, you can't call off the posse. Uh, why don't you tell us about it? What do you mean? Why you did it. I don't know what you're talking about. Why'd you make the story up? Aren't you going to answer that phone? No reason. It's probably somebody sore about Dante. That phone's been going all day. I stopped paying any attention to it. I've just been sitting here reading. You, uh, Frank, you want to get that? Right. I got it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and answer it. Tell him I moved out. No. Tell him anything. Just tell him to stop calling. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read this one? Sir? This book. Have you ever read it? No. Well, you should. It's called Clown by, by a fellow named Emmett Kelly. It's a great book. It's all about his life. I guess he's just about the best clown ever was. Uh-huh. He's with the big one, you know. That's right. Uh, sure, Barnum and Bailey, greatest show on earth. Old Emma Kelly. I saw him once. He, he was great. He wrote this book. Sure gives you the smell of sawdust again, old, old Emmett. What was it, Frank? Craig, call about the cat. Oh. Uh, I told you. They've been calling all day. You, you'd think I'd let Dante loose on purpose. All day. All right, Havel. Why did you do it? Huh? Why did you report the panther being gone? Because uh, he was. I, I wanted to save all the people from, from dire danger. Now, now, why don't you come off of it? Huh? We checked your story, Havel. It's a pack of lies. Now, just a minute. No man says I tell lies. No man. You say you got two telegrams from your brother. Is that right? Yes, from Clyde. Well, we checked with the telegraph company. They've got no record of any such messages. Well, it, it, it's a big company. They might have lost them. They don't do that. Well, they might have. You told us that the carnival truck went into Nevada. Is that right? Yes. We checked at the border. 
They don't know anything about the show. Well, uh, 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 a lot of roads go into Nevada. Maybe you called the wrong station. Uh, we talked to the right one. It, 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 was, it was a big truck, red and yellow. Mm-hmm. Havel's combined amalgamated shows. Right. Letters, letters about, about this big on the side. Yellow letters. And they've also got a picture of Dante on the side. Uh, he, he's mean. You, you can almost count his teeth. And you told us that the truck was registered in your name, but DMV has no record of him. Well, that must be some mistake. That, that, that's got to be wrong. And we talked to your sister. She tells us that you don't have any kind of show. Lillian said that? That's what she said. Did you hear it, too? Yes, sir. Lillian told you I don't, I don't have no show? Lillian told you that? You uh, want to get your coat, Mr. Havel? Huh? A little cold out tonight. You want to get a coat? Are we going someplace? Yes, sir. We're going to have to take you downtown. Why? You've had half the city on a wild goose chase. Caused a lot of people to do a lot of work. Turns out there was no reason for it. We're trying to find out why you did it. Why? Yeah. You ever wanted anything bad, Sergeant? What's that? Have you ever wanted something so bad you could almost taste it? And you get to the point where you think about it so much, and, and, and pretty soon it don't come over like a dream anymore. It's real. Honest and true, real. Have you ever wanted anything like that? I wouldn't know. Well, that's the way it was with Havel's Amalgamated Combined Shows. That's the way it was. I was weaned on sawdust. I've been around it all my life. The animals, the sideshows, the the alley, all of it. Been my whole life. And when I left it, it, it seemed like I jumped into a big hole that didn't have no bottom. There wasn't anything to hang on to. Nothing to tie down to, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Now, I always had in the back of my head that I could do it again, because I was a good publicity man, a good one. I used to pack the main, never had no trouble getting people in when I was there. And, then, and when I left, I knew I'd be back. I knew it with my own show, Havel's Amalgamated Combined Shows, biggest in the world. And I, I guess I got so I believed it too much, and I lost the line between what's real and what I was dreaming. Yes, sir. Now, I knew it this morning when you guys were out here. I remembered, and I tried to stop you from going through with it. I tried, and and then there was that phone call where they found Dante, and it just didn't seem right to stop things then. It it, it just didn't seem right. You want to get your coat? Yeah. Are you going to take me downtown in the police car? That's right. Are we going to use the siren? What's that? The siren. No reason for using the siren. I suppose not. We used to have sirens when I'd come to a town. Me and the chief of police would ride down the street, sirens going. Everybody knew I was in town. I, it was a big to-do. Everybody knew I was there. Things have sure changed. Not very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things have changed. People used to know when I was in town. They still do have The story you have just heard is true. The names were changed to protect the innocent. On May 24th, a hearing was held in Department 92, Superior Court of the State of California, in and for the County of Los Angeles. In a moment, the results of that hearing. Now, here's our star, Mr. Jack Webb. To get the taste and mildness you want, a really refreshing smoke every time, I'd like for you to try America's most popular two-way cigarette, Chesterfield King Size, now at the new low price. $1.99 
or Chesterfield regular. They satisfy millions. They'll satisfy you. Clarence Neal Havel was held over for a sanity hearing in Superior Court. On recommendations of the court, appropriate action was taken. You have just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice comes from the official office of Chief of Police, W.H. Parker, Los Angeles Police Department. Technical advisors, Captain Jack Donahoe, Sergeant Marty Wynn, and Sergeant Vance Baker. Script by John Robinson, music by Walter Schumann. Al Gibney speaking. Listen to an entirely different Dragnet case history each week on your local NBC radio station. Please check your newspapers for the day and time. Chesterfield has brought you Dragnet, transcribed from Los Angeles. Thank you and good night.